0: Hello and welcome to the Steve Poos Benson podcast. It's great to come to you here on an Easter afternoon. I'm down in my basement office with my trusty snowball microphone. This is nothing but Low tech at its very best, a cheap microphone sitting on my desk with my computer screens in front of me. So, But I like it, this is a lot of fun, and I'm enjoying myself. So here we go. You know, the purpose of this podcast is to share with you the thoughts and ramblings of my uh, curiosity. You know, I'm hoping to pique your own curiosity and grow and expand your faith in life. I guess that's why I call it the Steve Poos Benson Podcast, instead of something else, because it is truly just about me and my life and my thoughts. You know, I only went with the Steve Poos Benson podcast because every other name I could come up with had already been chosen. So if you ever have a better idea for my podcast, you let me know and I might just have to go with it. But you know, it's Easter afternoon. It's been a different Easter for all of us, myself included. I have a ton of energy today because this is for the first time in my 36-year career as a pastor that I'm home. You know, I I haven't been at an Easter Eve service, I haven't done sunrise, I haven't done three services at church, I haven't flowered the cross, sang the hymns, I haven't shook a thousand hands. No, we're sheltering in place just like you are. Everything has been pre-recorded. I watched the video this morning of of the church service and I said, well, I guess that's it. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought uh, Tag did a marvelous job of putting it all together as well as the whole staff did their parts. But I, I wondered if I should watch it three more times just to feel like I've been at work. So needless to say, I've got some energy today. We can't even have Easter dinner except for Phoebe and myself. Can't get together with the kids or the grandson holding. So that's kind of a drag. So I'm just kind of filling up some space today uh, doing a podcast with you. You know, for me, the I just don't have energy today. Um, not just this afternoon, but uh, these weeks of sheltering in place have been filled with energy for me. I've been I think I've said that last week as well. You know, I'm writing, blogging, reading, recording. I've been creating like I haven't haven't been able to do for months. And maybe because I suddenly have the time to spend on creative endeavors, but whatever it is, I feel this compulsion, a drive and ambition to express myself. Ambition. And that's why I want to talk with you today. I want to talk about ambition. It's been on my mind for about a month now. Um, I was listening to the Dream Big podcast. It's a podcast that I listen to periodically. And a few weeks ago, they were talking about ambition and it uh, started my thoughts spinning, and since I felt it kind of brewing inside me anyways, I thought I'd uh, spend some time talking about ambition. So put your earbuds in, take the dog for a walk, go for a drive, sit outside, hopefully in the sunshine, the spring day, it's supposed to be kind of terrible weather for the rest of today and in tomorrow, but um, find some time where we can sit and talk about ambition. Now, I've always considered myself an ambitious person. You know, There's always been a drive inside of myself to do something. I want to do more than just live day to day. I've always been someone who has lived with a vision of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to accomplish. You know, I set life goals for myself, and I dedicated myself to achieving these goals. I read many years ago, when I was a young man, that a goal is something that you're willing to sacrifice life for. For. And I've I've really embraced that. I've set a vision. I've set life goals. And I was willing to sacrifice things along the way to accomplish those goals. You know, I had a vision of a fulfilled marriage, a fulfilling marriage. So I was intentional about discerning what that meant, uh, to be a good husband. I wanted to be a good husband to Phoebe. I wanted to fulfill her dreams and hopes and aspirations I wanted us to have a great life together, so I envisioned that, and I literally set goals around around that, what I could do to bring about a healthy marriage. I did the same with kids. I wanted a family. I wanted to be a good dad, and so I dedicated myself to tra- to creating a vision for what it meant to be a good dad, and I worked to fulfill that. I mean, I read books. I talked with people. I had mentors. I looked to several of the people who actually listened to this podcast, I looked to them to uh, to be my mentor about what it meant to actually be a good dad, and that was my vision. I set a goal for that, and I was willing to sacrifice other things so I could be a good dad. You know, there were other things that my vision led me to. My my ambition drove me to grad school. I wanted to earn a doctorate by the time I was 40. I set that out, and I sacrificed a lot of things to be able to do that. I wanted to build a log home. That was a lifetime dream of mine. Uh, Phoebe and I wanted to, always wanted to build a log home. So we created a vision. We drew up plans. It took us two years—one of planning and permitting, and a year of actually building. But but I, we, both of us, and the kids built a home that we raised our kids in, and we plan on retiring to. One of my ambitions is to retire and live in that home. You know, I uh, wanted a meaningful career as a pastor. Now, this is interesting. My ambition was not to become a pastor of a mega church. People um, early in my career thought that I was wanted to be a mega church pastor, and I really I really never did. My, you know, my ambition was not to go to church to church from one bigger one to a bigger one and more money and more salary. You no, know, I I really never aspired to that. That was not my ambition. When I was a uh, Younger, I did want to grow CUC. Um, at one point, I thought I could grow CUC into a 5,000-member church. I had dreams of a larger piece of property and buildings. There was a building, I think it is now the Comcast buildings, on Santa Fe Drive and Bowles Avenue. Many years ago, that property was up for sale for, uh, get this, it was like $10,000 for the building and the restaurant there, the um, the restaurant in the white building. I can't remember the name of that anyways. It was like dirt cheap, and I couldn't figure out how to come up with $10,000 to buy that building. I mean, it's amazing. But anyway, that was my dream. But I realized that people of CUC didn't want that. Uh, They were fine being a church on Platte Canyon Road, and I had to come to a place where either I moved on, or I accepted their aspirations. And I... And I decided to accept where they were, um, and so I decided to stay. My ambition was not to go someplace else, but to stay right where I was and to create a congregation, and my vision and my ambition was to create a congregation that was progressive and radically inclusive of all people. I, start, <clears throat> I started working on that about, <clears throat> excuse me, about 20 years ago, and I can say now The beautiful thing is I can say that with a lot of satisfaction, excuse me, but I believe we've accomplished this. Hopefully my ambition has been your ambition and everyone else's ambition as well. And uh, now these 20 years later, I think we have a pretty exciting congregation to be a part of. Okay, so now I stand at 61. I'm 61. I just had my birthday on April 10th, just this past Friday. And I find myself feeling ambitious, ambitious again, and I wonder where the ambition will lead. Let me ask you: What are your ambitions? What are your dreams, and where do they lead? I've been doing some reading about ambition as I've been thinking about it these past weeks and what it means. And here are what a few people have said. I want to comment uh, comment on them as I go. You know, this one person said that. Ambition is an engine that motivates and calls us to abandon mediocrity as well as conformity. When I read that, I said, I love this. You know, I long ago wanted to go beyond mediocre. Uh, Anybody could be mediocre. Um, I just, that wasn't me. I did not just want to accept the status quo. You know, I've always wanted to tilt at windmills and challenge conformity. Um, I always wanted to push the boundaries of what was accepted. The poor people at the Presbytery thought I was nuts at times. Um, Some people actually rejected what I was saying and condemned it. But I always wanted to go beyond uh, what was the the accepted status quo. You know, I think mediocre is comfortable. Um, If people are comfortable with the status quo, conformity is nice, it's safe. Uh, Mediocre and conformity are comfortable. And if this is you, then God bless you. I mean, i, I got to really watch myself not to judge. People are like, hey, I'm good with just the way things are. I'm comfortable with it. I don't want to change. I just want to have a simple life and live my life. You know, I always have to say that that's good. It's different than me. It's different than me. Um, but that's good if that's you. In fact, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit later in the podcast about that's something I need to get to in my life. Because it's uh, not something that is my natural proclivity to get to a place where I'm just comfortable with who I am. But anyways, if you're someone who has an itch, though, for something else, and you do feel ambitious, well, then let me press on. Another person talked about the fact that ambition is innate to the human condition. I love that. Without ambitious people, we would never have progressed as a human society. I was thinking that, you know, in some ways, Ambition has taken us beyond just mere survival, but to advance uh, into a better way of life and existence. Ambition has led to all the great civilizations of history. It has created leaders, and visionaries, and engineers, and medical advances, and music, and art, and architecture, academics, agriculture. It has brought about great spiritual leaders and political leaders. It has created a desire to advance, to excel, to go beyond the horizon. Ambition, ambition, ambition. It's led us forward ambition. You know, ambition mobilizes. Someone said ambition mobilizes. It motivates us. It gives us strength. It creates and leads to progress. Another person said someone without any ambition is prone to depression. You know, and I can see that. I mean, if you don't have the ambition to, at least to get up and start the day and do something with your life, I can see where someone would be pretty depressed. You know... Um, as I've been talking about ambition, I also realize there's a shadow side of, of ambition. There's a huge shadow side of ambition. There needs to be a governor, an internal governor of sorts, to limit ambition so that it's not healthy and runaway ambition. I've had to wrestle with this in my own life. You know, runaway ambition often leads to greed. That's something I've never really had to, to deal with. I've never really been a greedy person. Um, but, uh, but some people are, and they have confused ambition with greed, and that's part of the shadow side of ambition, needs to be reined in. You know, um, I think the shadow side of ambition is when your drive to accomplish something transcends ethical or legal boundaries, or you do those things that are socially harmful. You know, uh, there are a plethora of examples. You know, an interesting one that piqued my interest when it happened is when um, parents who bought their kids way into elite colleges by bribing coaches and counselors to get the kids into the school. I thought to myself, what? I thought that was crazy and that actually coaches could be bribed to get people, get their kids into school. I mean, that was blind ambition, breaking ethical and legal uh, standards. And then what about old Bernie Madoff and his Ponzi scam? You know, I know somebody who wasn't Madoff's scam, but it was somebody else's scam. It destroyed their retirement. It destroyed, it took all of their life savings. You know, it broke them over a million dollars. I thought to myself, man, that is just blind ambition on the other person's part who broke. I mean, talk about greed. It broke all ethical and legal standards to join. Destroying, I mean, like thousands of people, blind ambition, greedful ambition. You know, the shadow side of ambition is when it's used to attain money and power and fame and recognition. You know, I I was thinking about it, I think that sometimes uh, money, power, fame, and recognition are a result of healthy ambition. But if they are the end purpose, you know, if your, your purpose is to get money, power, fame, and recognition, then that ends up in narcissism. Uh, for me, there's nothing worse than the narcissist. I know because at times I've been one. You know, if my legal ego is left unchecked, I've always had to work on my narcissism. You know, I know that there is a healthy form of not narcissism. We all need a healthy ego. But when a narcissism becomes a character disorder, when a person constantly needs the spotlight shine on them at all costs, again, transcending ethical and legal boundaries, then their ambition is unhealthy. I mean, there are several um, uh, politicians who are just narcissists, and they just make me nauseous. There are uh, people who are um, Hollywood people who are narcissists, and sporting figures who are narcissists, and they just want the, they can't stand it when the spotlight isn't strained on, or trained on them. I just, uh, you know, it's unhealthy ambition. You know, akin to this is when ambition is a lack of humility and vanity. Um, Again, I had to work on this shadow myself. Uh, I have a, you know, sometimes I've had to really wrestle with being a humble person. I've had to work on that over the years, and I've come to believe that Humility, I think, is one of the greatest spiritual virtues we can all have. I mean, when I look at Jesus, when I look at the Buddha, when I look at Lao Tzu, when I look at some of the great spiritual leaders and their humility, I keep on thinking, I need to become like that. I I want to embrace humility. Um, I want to embrace, I want to bridle back my ambition. I think it's funny, Miss Noble, it's my ambition to be a humble person. <laughs> I don't know if that's a contradiction term or not. But, uh, but for me, humility and my ambition, i got to say it's not about me, but it's about God, it's about Christ, it's about the Buddha, it's about serving someone else, serving a greater purpose on my side. Um, another shadow side of ambition that I personally have had to uh, deal with, and that is when ambition, if left unchecked, and there's never a sense of fulfillment or satisfaction. There's a lack of happiness. There is a sense of more and more. I've got to have more and more. It can lead to a sense of mania, uh, the ability to accept themselves as being enough. You know, you you just want more and more, and that kind of becomes a, a mantra of sorts that kicks into you that you just you can't keep, you can't come to a place where you're satisfied. And for me, you know, I have had to wrestle with this. Um, I need more. I want to express more. I want to preach more. I want to lead more. I want to be out in front more. More, more, more. I have to create this. I want to do that. More, more, more. I've had to bridle myself and say, this is enough. I am enough. I once had a colleague say to me, Steve, you got to come to a place where you say, I am enough. I can just be. And I've, and I've tried to do that, um, and in my better days, I find myself saying that I am enough, and I can be at peace, and I work to find that peace, that's why I meditate and pray, but oftentimes, it kind of goes in cycles for me, I mean, I, I find it, i at peace, and then something happens, and it pushes me, and suddenly, I feel ambitious, like this time of sheltering in place, I, it has brought me to a place of a uh, curiosity, and creativity, and pushing. That's why I kind of feel this something moving inside me. You know, uh, back to the shadow side the ambition. There is blind ambition, where someone sacrifices everything in their life, their health, their family, their friends, their food, to attain something. And, and they sacrifice so much that they have lost that sense of balance in their life, and, uh, and their ambition is blind. Um, so those are some of the negatives I've thought of about ambition. But I, you know, for me, there are so many positives out, about ambition that outweigh the negatives, and I wanted to talk about that as well. You know, positive ambition is where someone wants to develop their gifts and skills beyond mediocrity. There it is again. To further not only their own personal desires, but the betterment of humanity. I mean, for me, that's what... Um, Ambition is really all about the betterment of all of humanity, using all of your gifts and skills to bring about something that will benefit the entire community. You know, for me, positive ambition is therefore about developing and pursuing a passion. What are you passionate about? You know, for me, I tell people that you can discover your passion when you have found something you just can't shut up about, that when you start talking about it, People kind of roll their eyes and look at their watches because they know you know, that it's going to be a while before you shut up because you're on to your groove. Well, that is your passion. What is it that you just can't shut up about? I want you to hook into that because if you can get hooked into that, then you can hook into your ambition and bringing that passion to fruition. That's ambition. You know, again, it's uh, developing those gifts and skills and abilities. I so believe in development of our gifts. I'm constantly trying to improve my abilities. One of my heroes is the basketball player, Michael Jordan. They said he was the first one on the court and the last one to leave. You know, I try to do that in my own life. You know, I'm primarily a preacher. I know that that in my core is what I am. I know I have the gift to preach. I've had the gift to speak since I was a little kid i get me in front of a group of people, and I knew what I had to say. But I know since that's my gift, though, but I had someone early on in in my career say, Steve, don't rely upon your gifts. Constantly try to improve yourself. And I've done that. Constantly trying to hone the craft. You know, with each sermon, I try to pitch a strike right across the plate. I want to hit something out of the ballpark. I hate it when a sermon sucks or is boring. I hate it when I put people to sleep when I preach. I want to be a successful preacher. It's one of my ambitions, but i got to make sure it stays in check. I don't want to become an egomaniac, narcissistic, look-at-me person who's constantly dancing a jig in front of a congregation. I want to be someone who is able to hone that craft and present the sermon in such a way that it inspires people to live as greater citizens of the kingdom of God. That's you know one of my ambitions. You know, I think a positive ambition is when we're ambitious about other people's success. You know, I love to empower people to use their gifts and excel in their lives. I love to have other people preach at Columbine. I love to have the staff preach at Columbine. I love to hear them uh, get in front and develop their preaching gifts. I believe that I improve as a preacher when I hear them preach. I believe the congregation improves when other people can uh, fulfill their ambitions by preaching. You know, I believe that it's a healthy thing and a positive thing when we're all doing things together. You know, for me, there is a theological aspect of ambition. I believe ambition is a part of what it means to be a child of God. God gave us gifts and skills not to just sit on our butts, but to use them to fulfill our lives and the lives of others. You know, I believe God is a dreamer. God dreams the universe into existence. God is creative, and therefore, I believe God at her core, at his core, at its core, is ambitious. God is ambitious to create a beautiful universe. I love that. You know, for me, Easter is about ambition. Today, Easter is all about ambition. Jesus' resurrection so filled his disciples that they had a fire in their ability in their belly, to create something new, and to start a movement. You know, when I was thinking about it uh, today, and for this podcast, I was thinking, you know, Jesus was ambitious. I believe he was a very ambitious person. His ambition was to preach the kingdom of God. His ambition motivated, motivated him to teach, and to heal people. You know, one of the things I love in the gospel is, as they said, he set his face towards Jerusalem. He was eager to confront the Jerusalem Temple. He was motivated by that. He was ambitious toward that. He wanted to bring about the Kingdom of God. He was ambitious. Jesus was an ambitious person. So that leads me to believe that God needs your ambition. I also believe your ambition helps you overcome obstacles in your life. When you come up against something that thwarts your forward progress, you have a choice. You can just sit back and accept the limitation, which again is maybe important and necessary. I, I probably need to do that in my own life. But or when you come up against something that, that thwarts your progress, you can work. You can become invigorated to find workarounds. You know, when the COVID nineteen virus broke out, I was talking with a colleague, and we said that I we we were talking, and he said uh, we said that while the virus would cause a tremendous amount of damage. It would bring unheard of innovation, um, and I see it happening all over the place. Who would have thought that uh, pastors would be using Zoom meetings to uh, to do worship services, or that Columbine United Church would be creating these really creative uh, ser- or worship videos, where everybody's kind of recording in their own place. I just find this to be so creative. And it's because of ambition, because of workarounds. We want to constantly excel. We want to constantly bring you our absolute very best. And that is ambition. We want to do this for you. We want to bring out our best. We want to use our gifts and skills to bring about incredible innovation so that you might succeed as an individual and so that Columbine might succeed. You know, I thought as I turned 61... Uh, do people lose their ambition due to age? You know, I thought, do you, know, you get to a place in your life where you kind of say, okay, that's it, I've done enough? Uh, I hope not. Um, you know, my mentor, is, and this is my mother in law, who at 88 still writes a weekly column for three newspapers. We get together every Wednesday evening, and I type up her column. She dictates it to me, and I type it off, type it up, and send it off to her papers. But she says that her column keeps her going. She says it's her life purpose. She is passionate about her column. Her ambitions and her passions keep her going. She says that when she's able, when she's not able to write anymore, that she's going to probably just get to the point where she gives up, because that's her purpose in life. So I want to say to those of you who are colleagues of mine, who are friends of mine, who are mentors of mine, I want to ask you at 61 and older, I want to challenge you to get with your ambitions. What are you ambitious about? If you don't have any ambitions, I want to invite you to start dreaming. What's next for you? What's your purpose? What motivates you into this next phase of your life? you have something at 68, 78, 88? ...that drives you forward? And you know, if here's one from my older listeners. How can you feel the ambitions of people who are younger than you? People, hopefully, that you mentor. And I hope that you're mentoring somebody. That you just haven't closed, closeted yourself in. But maybe you have children. You have grandchildren. You have nephews and nieces. You have somebody that you can mentor. And how can you help them dream? How can you fuel their dreams? Maybe you can help finance their dreams, put some money into uh, and invest in their dreams. How do you help them say yes to their own ambitions? How can you be a model to them about using your ambitions to empower young, to empower their ambitions? And then uh, to my younger listeners, anybody 61 and younger, and hey, I, you know, I consider myself young. I'm In my brain, I'm 41. My body is more kind of mid-50s. But my brain and energy are 41. You all know, I have more energy now at 61 than I did when I was 41. I mean, I just can't believe the amount of energy I have at uh, 61. Anyway, to my younger listeners, I encourage you to tap into your ambition. Tap into your dreams. You know, what are you willing to sacrifice to fulfill your ambitions? Are you willing to stay within healthy, ethical, and legal boundaries? Of course. Um, and are your ambitions for the good of the community? We just don't want you to have selfish aims. But what is it that you have been sent into the world to fulfill? There is that book again, Sent to sword. You know, I bring it up in almost um, every podcast. In fact, I sometimes even wondered if I should have called this podcast, The Sent to Sword" Podcast, because I just believe it. That we have been sent into the world. We've been given these gifts, skills, and abilities. That we have been instilled with a sense of ambition to bring these things to fruition. To bring... Our dreams to fruition are even more important to bring God's dreams to fruition. That we've been sent here. We've been sent to soar. So I'm feeling ambitious. I'm excited about dreaming my future. 61 sounds like a good age to begin something new. Here are a few of my ambition. My ambition number one, I want to survive the COVID-19 virus. I'm going to stay inside my house until, and I'm going to duck until this thing is over, I want to come out on the other side, so my ambition number one, survive COVID-19, ambition number two, I love to blog and podcast, I'm going to work, to st- I'm going to work um, during this time, as well as hopefully after the time, still so create the space to blog and podcast, I get such a charge when I put this stuff out on the planet, and, and find that people are listening to it, so again, thank you for listening to this podcast, because you charge me up, <laughs> Ambition number three, I'm going to continue exploring what it means to be a good husband at this stage of our life, when our kids are out of the house, they're kind of starting their own careers, and it's just Phoebe and myself in in the house, you know, I'm really excited about this phase of life, and I want to uh, make it my ambition to explore this whole new phase of what it means to be a, a husband. I'm excited, I want to have ambition to be a good father and a grandfather, Um, I'm constantly thinking about how can I, you know, empower my kids as they become, you know, young adults taking their first major steps into the adult world and being a grandfather Holden. I mean, that's just been a huge ambition for me. Um, How can I learn how to be a good grandfather? That's going to be something I'm really going to be looking at, uh, setting that as an ambition. Ambition number four. I want to continue to evolve as a preacher and a speaker. I'm constantly looking ways for to do, uh, looking for ways to do this. You know, I know I only have a few years left in my career. I don't know when I'm going to retire. I keep on saying 65, maybe later. I have no idea, but I don't want to just take it easy my last few years. I want to be ambitious. I want to constantly hone the craft to become a better preacher, a better speaker. I want to be a better pastor. I want to constantly evolve at this. That's my ambition. Um, ambition number five, uh, I want to get to a place where I can retire. I'm really looking forward to retirement. Um, I don't know exactly, again, when it will happen. Uh, but I want to look forward to shifting gears and going in a different direction with my life. I've been exploring the whole notion of about um, what it means to be a life coach and using my retirement in that way, but that's still to go, uh, still to come. So those are just a few of my ambitions, places that I want to go with my life. Um, oh, wait, one more. I had to write this one down because I had to get it. I've got this is ambition number six. I have to be okay with who I am. This has got to be. I've got to hear my mentor say, "You are enough, Steve. You are enough." Just the way you are is enough. So, I I don't know if I can be ambitious toward that. I don't know if that's a contradiction in terms, but I need to cut to a place where I say that I am enough. Okay, those are my ambitions. What are your ambitions? Don't just lead a willy-nilly life. But get into it. Be excited for what it is that God has for you to do. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that you had a good walk. I hope you had a good drive in the car. I hope that you've had some time running or exercising or the house is clean. But it is great to be with you. And thank you for the Steve Poos Benson Podcast. We'll see you with the next episode.